Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Good evening and welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast I am Wags and joining me as always is Dane And uh, tonight we get to preview week 9 the L.A. Rams are coming to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers and uh, two struggling NFC teams, Packers two and five, the Rams three and five. But, uh, Dane, before we get into this game, we've got some roster things to get into and talk about. So excited to talk about that. Um, but, um, of course, folks, um, I'll turn that over to you here in a second, Dane, but um, for anybody joining us on the live stream, um, we are taking questions tonight too. So if you have any questions, thoughts, or frustrations, uh, that you'd like to get out there, throw them in the chat. We're on our Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube channels, uh, on our live feed. So utilizing any of those, uh, means, go ahead and throw your thoughts into the chat. We'll try to, See if we can get to some throughout the show here tonight. But um, first of all, Dane, how are you doing tonight? And um, what? What? I guess let's just get right into it. What are, what are your thoughts? First of all, for Sean Gary resigning with the Packers uh, for your extension, and that's been something you've been looking for and hoping to happen here for a while. But um, we were able to get that big news early this week. I'm ecstatic. I mean, outside of actually winning football games, Wags, it's about as good a news as we could have had. And I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but honestly, I think he's the, he's the guy you build the team around. We've talked ad nauseum about how good Rashawn Gary is, uh, you know, how important he is to this team, not only in the locker room, but also on the field. And you know what? He's locked in, right? Um, and, and as this team transitions or rebuilds or whatever folks want to use, I'm going to use rebuild. Um, you build around certain guys, right? And, and this is a defense that um, when the Packers have been phenomenal and at their best, they have a pass rusher. I mean, think of the 90s with Reggie White. Think about Clay Matthews um, in the 2000s. And now I'd argue Rashawn Gary. Listen, I'm not comparing him to Reggie White, certainly be, not at this point, of course, when he's one of the greats of all time. But you get what I'm saying, right? And in the modern day NFL, you need pass rushers. And Rashawn is just that. So um, I'm so excited to get Rashawn back. I think the Packers, as they navigate through these cap problems this year and a little bit next year as well, um, Rashawn is good money. He's 25 years old. Uh, he brings it all to the table. So I'm curious your take on this, but, but you know, he's not, he's still in the, he's a top five pass rusher today um, by pay. Today he is in the top five. He's the fifth highest paid pass rusher. Um, and you know that that's going to change almost instantaneously. And instantaneously, and I know fans will look at it right now, and, you know, fans always want their guys but also want to hem and haw about the money. But the reality is I think this is a really good deal for for the Packers, and I think it's a fair deal for Rashawn, and I think it's something that they can build on going forward. Yeah, I I agree. I'm glad they were able to get it done. And honestly, um, he's getting a big paycheck, but a lot of that is in the, you know, um, signing bonus. And frankly, they didn't give him a lot of guaranteed money. I, I was surprised by that. Um, but listen, if the way that Rashawn has done work 
it translates moving forward. And I really think it will because that's the type of guy that we have um, for all the reasons you just laid out. Uh, this could end up looking kind of like a bargain deal. I know it's a lot of money, um, but, you know, you're paying a guy entering his second contract, um, not just for the production he's had, but for future uh, production. And I think Rashawn Gary has proven he's getting better and better every year. And uh, so I think his best football is ahead of him in a couple of years uh, entering his prime. We could be looking at this and he might be the fifth highest rush uh, passer uh, edge guy right now. Um, but to your point, that's right now. He's going to probably get surpassed. Um, but I think he and his agent were probably well aware of what they were getting to, into and working out the uh, details of this contract. And uh, certainly very happy for Rashawn uh, and his family. Life-changing money. Well-deserved. And uh, it's a great day for Packer fans in the midst of a tough season uh, to, to be able to look forward into the future and see Rashawn Gary is going to be a big part uh, of the future plans at Green Bay. It's a good point. And I mean, so, you know, we, we Weg, spot on. And so we have that on one side. But then on the other, um, we have, you know, news to share, right? And I think folks at this point on Thursday night and going forward know this, but Razul Douglas uh, has been traded uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Um, so, you know, that was one that, um, you know, I, I'm i not, I, I didn't see coming. I'm not going to pretend like I saw that coming, right? Um, but at the same time, in hindsight, it makes sense uh, to me, at least as a Packers fan, but I want to hear your take. Um, it sucks to lose Razul Douglas. He, he's been consummate professional Packers hit on him when he was a, um, you know, a free agent a couple of years ago and leader on the defense, love how he carried himself week in and week out. Um, but on the other side, he's 29 years old. And in the business side of things, I think, you know, now he's owed $9 million next year and the cap number was large and this team's not in contention this year. So, um, you know, what's your take? Cause there's the logical side of my brain, the business side that's saying one thing, but the passionate fan side that it's like, I hate seeing Rizul Douglas leaving that. Yeah. Well, Goody talked to the press this week. And if you want to take him at his word, he feels like they've got some young guys that need to play. I don't know if that's true in terms of how they evaluated this. I, on the other side, he said that they were not interested in trading Razul, but then the offer became too good to pass up. So it's a little bit of, of you know, having both sides of the coin on that. Um, but it, it's not hard to get on that board, even though... Clearly, I think if the Packers are five and two and not two and five, this trade doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, the reality is is where they're at, and they do have some young guys. I think Carrington Valentine uh, has had some opportunities here in the regular season, but we're really high on him. And despite the fact that he's on the IR, Eric Stokes is another young player that will be coming back at some point in the next couple of weeks. And certainly we're high on him as well. And it's a good problem to have, to have a lot of young corners that you want to see play. Um, and so despite some of the intangibles that Rasul brought to the team and his leadership, um, clearly he was an emotional leader uh, as a veteran player for a lot of guys in the locker room, not just on the defense, but on both sides of the football. 
when you're a two and five team, that's only going to go so far. And I, I think one other thing that was interesting that Goody said was he wants some of these other guys to step up as leaders. And so if Razul isn't going to be the long-term leader, maybe they're leaning a little too much. Uh, if you read between those lines, I don't think there's anything bad to say about Rasul Douglas. I think the no. Packers love that guy um, from top to bottom of the organization. He's going to have a fantastic opportunity in Buffalo, and, and we wish him well. I'm going to miss seeing him out there on Sundays for the Packers. But um, the reality is, is, is you know, we need guys like Jair Alexander to become an actual leader. He's the top, one of the top paid players on this defense. And I know that you've had some uh, criticisms of Jair, both on and off air. Um, but maybe this gives a little bit more room for him to have to be more of that leader and mature into that leader um, instead of relying on some of the other uh, veteran players to, to, to fulfill that role. Um, we know Rashawn Gary is, is developing into a leader and, and not just by um, what he does um, and really by leading by example, but I think maybe more vocally as well. Um, Devondre Campbell is more of the veteran guy that's, mm-hmm. that's a leader. Preston Smith is another veteran guy that's going to be more of a leader. But um, I, I think what Packers would really like to see with where we're at as a team is, hey, go out there and let's be as competitive and, and grow and get better every week and hopefully win some football games between now and the end of the year. But also, they, I think they really want to see for moving forward into next year and beyond some of these other guys that, quite frankly, haven't necessarily matured into those leaders um, step up and take that role. Uh, and, and now, honestly... Uh, Jair is one of the most veteran guys in that secondary room. Um, there's other guys that have been a- around for a bit, but um, this is his moment, and he's going to have to not only with his play, uh, but in how he takes in- a step into that role. Um, I think he's thrust into that position. So we'll see how he responds to that, both individually and as a team player in the locker room. Uh, but maybe this is a really nice opportunity for Jair to, you know, grow a little bit as a player, not only in his play, but in his presence and how he carries himself and leads the guys around him in the locker room. That's really good insight, Wags. That really is. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, Stokes coming back. And that was that was always kind of a, an interesting or, or maybe like not a great fit. Is It felt like Razul Douglas, Jair Alexander, and Stokes together, they're all boundary guys. None of them are truly your slack guy. Um, and that's why before the season started, we kicked around the idea of Razul Douglas maybe moving to safety. So anytime you have that conversation, and that was a respect thing, we respect Razul, we want to keep him on the field, right? But also we we understood that it didn't really make sense to have one of those three in the slot. They tried Razul in the slot last year. I think it was something that I got it on paper, but in actuality, it just never really worked out. He He worked his backside off, but they didn't do him any favors I felt like last year doing that put him back on the boundary and he played better so um you know what what the Packers trade Razul Douglas in a fifth round pick they get a third round pick um next year you mentioned off air wags that um 
you know, at face value, they get a third round pick, which is a nice pick, but they could also use that as ammunition to move up. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead. We'll be talking about the draft forever, I think in the off season, but I get what they're doing here, even though it hurts. I totally see what they're doing, making that move. And honestly, um, after the Razul Douglas trade, I was a little surprised we didn't maybe see somebody else get traded. I, and, and I don't have anybody in mind. Um, but clearly, I mean, the Packers were looking to work a little bit, I think, despite what Goody said. Yeah, um, certainly it's going to be an interesting thing to look far ahead. The Packers do have seven picks in the first four rounds of the draft in 2024. So with that amount of capital early in the draft, um, they could do several different ways of moving around. And, and uh, we'll see where they end up. Uh, landing in the first round. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to jump on the let's tank for the highest pick possible bandwagon. That's just not how I roll. Um, you know, certainly other fans can, can agree to disagree on that, but uh, you know, you're going to get a good player if you're, you're drafting in the top 15. And that's, that's looks like that's where the Packers are headed. Even if they turn things around a little bit and start to win a few games, um, but um, so I, I would, frankly, Dane, rather see the team start to improve and play better. And if that means getting some wins between now and the end of the season, even if we're not really in playoff contention, um, for a young team, it's about building a culture of success. And I, I don't look at losing as many games as possible as, as conducive for that. Um, it doesn't help us to really get a good evaluation of Jordan Love and, and what we want to do. And and I'm not certainly not rooting for him to fail. Um, I still think there's some things he, he needs to get better. I think there's some things that are, are really hard to evaluate with how poorly things have gone around him, for particularly in the last four games. But um, quite honestly, uh, as a Packer fan, I don't know how you could really want to start over at quarterback. Uh, we collectively i don't understand that mindset i i think uh, most non um you know negative uh, minority vocal packer fans understand that jordan love proving that he can be the long term answer at quarterback regardless of what our record ends up being this year is still in the best long term interest of the packers um and um frankly if we can get a few wins and show some improvement here in the second half of the season. That bodes much better for the Packers as an organization uh, next year and beyond. And uh, so I still am firmly hoping that Jordan Love can show that he is the answer and that we can get some more stable play around him, get this run game going, get some, um, some, some better plays uh, out of his pass catchers, some more consistency there. And, um, and certainly, um, get some things going just overall offensively, uh, earlier in games and, and just be able to show some success and hopefully be a little bit more competitive and not be playing, playing from behind, um, the majority of these games as we move forward. Spot on. Um, couldn't said it better. Um, you know who loses? Losers. Um, I'm not big into losing and, um, it is a culture thing. Um, I see organizations try to get too cute by half sometimes and, you know, they, they try to tank and all of a sudden they got a bunch of losers on the team, right? Guys that aren't used to winning, don't know how to win. And then they get, they get a little talent, but then the talk is like, Oh, but they have to learn how to win. I'm not into that, right? We're going to be competitive. I want these guys to go out and have some fire and try to battle. And I'm not big into tanking. Some people like it. 
not my jam. Um, you know what, Wags, if I have to choose between um, pick number seven and pick number 12, but we won a couple more games, like I want to win football games. And I, I mean, I just don't care. And maybe that's irrational. I don't think so. It's a loser mentality to lose football games. So, you know, you only get so many cracks at it. Try to win some games when you can. Um, so, yeah. so I'm 100% you know, Frankly, if you want to be that type of fan, there's plenty of room to get on a bandwagon uh, south of us. Uh, yeah. Go join the Bears fans in Chicago. Um, that's been how they've uh, operated for years. That's not how we do things in Green Bay. So, um, so not to call any of my fellow Packer fans out. You're you're entitled mm-hmm. to your feelings, but that's just not how we do things. Certainly not on this podcast. That's no. for sure. So, all right. Well, Dane. Um, Let's get into the game a little bit. Yeah, I don't know do how much of a preview we're going to do this week. Two struggling teams, as you said. But um, for once, just starting with the injury report, it's like the shortest injury report I think I've seen in the Packers. And, I mean, since I can remember, certainly this season, it's got to be shorter than what we saw uh, for extended stretches of last season. So, you know, any key things on the Packers side that you're looking at from an injury front or does everything look, look up uh, uh, amazingly on the injury front uh, for this week? It looks up. I mean, Wags, the, the Packers have uh, 52 guys on the 53 right now because of the Rizul Douglas trade. All 52 guys participated in practice today. When was the last time that happened? For real, for real. I, I can't believe it. So um, I, how, how could I be anything other than optimistic that those guys are going to go? Um, so I'm excited about that. I, I think that, um, for, for once we have a, a list shorter than the opposing team's injury list. So, um, what more can I say? Like, let's, let's see how things shake out. Uh, questionable in Green Bay can always be actually like disturbingly questionable. Um, but that being said, um, you know, it's trending in the right direction for the first time all season. It feels like from an injury perspective. Now the Rams, yeah. a little different and feel free to go ahead, please. Chime in. Before we jump over to the Rams, I just I, I curious. Um, we saw Yash Nyman come in at left tackle last week, and then he exited with a foot injury. Uh, he was able to practice in a limited uh, fashion both Wednesday and Thursday as we record this. Um, Coach Lafleur said they're looking at, at at everything with particularly left tackle, but I I took that to mean across the entire offensive line. Um, so I, I guess I'm I'm just curious. Um, you know, it, it seems like this is not going to be something that's going to prevent Yash from going this week. But could this be a week where they shake some things up on on the offensive line and, and make a few changes? Um, I know you've been calling for this for a while. Is it just at left tackle, or could we possibly see uh, some additional changes with how the Packers line up up front with their starting five? It's a great question, and um, you know it remains to be seen. Certainly, but I'll tell you what: all I think all season, I've pretty much since the Bakhtiari injury, I just wanted the Packers to take a look at Rashid Walker at right tackle, Yash Nyman at left tackle, moving Zach Tom to center. Um, and the reason I say that is in the center of this this defense, the 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 actual center position. I I've seen what I've seen out of Josh Myers. Okay. And he's up and down and the consistency just isn't there. Um, I think Rashid Walker personally projects as more of a right tackle than a left tackle. He's been getting a lot of run at left tackle. I think this is me 
fan, podcaster, uh, believes that Rashid Walker on the right side, Yash Naiman on the left side, and really trying to lock in that center of the offensive line, because then you have, uh, I think, a very solid base. Elton Jenkins, Zach Tom, and John Runyon Jr. Um, in the middle. I think those are three really solid offensive linemen. When you're struggling running the ball and you're just struggling just to just to move a yard uh, through the interior of your offensive line against not so good defenses, when is enough enough? And let's see if we can strengthen the core of this offensive line, work uh, on the, the young second year guy at the right side instead of the left side, and then slot over Yash Nyman, who, who has had a track record of success in Green Bay on the left side of the offensive line, looks the, the, the most comfortable there, play on Jordan Love's blind side. Because Wags, I'll tell you what, even last week when Yash Nyman was able to get in the game, the bleeding seemed to stop on the left side a little bit. Like I thought Yash had a really nice game until he got injured. Um, like it, it was like, hello, we've been talking about this. So I don't know what the Packers will do. And maybe it is just a left tackle move, but I feel like if you're talking shake up, this is what a, a wonderful opportunity for the Packers to take a look at, at that five that we've been suggesting for weeks and just see Zach Tom. Cause I think Zach Tom can play across the offensive line. I think he can be a pro bowl center in the league. Um, so if, if that, if that's what you think, or that's what I think, why wouldn't we at least take a look at that? So that's what I'm hoping for right now. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Certainly, uh, with having to deal with Aaron Donald, uh, if, if you're concerned about yes. Josh Myers on the interior, this might be a week where you might want to consider that change. I, I, I don't know. I mean, um, Stanovich, uh, said last week in his press conference that Josh Myers, he felt, is playing some of his best football since he's been in Green Bay, and then was asked about it again this week uh, in his presser today and doubled down. Um, uh, I believe, uh, I don't know who, which reporter asked, but he asked him to expand on on that. What specifically were some of the reasons why he felt like he was playing his best football? Um, and first thing that, first two things that, that Stanovich said was his leadership in the locker room and uh, the the chemistry that he had with Jordan Love in in um in the calls that they were making at the line of scrimmage. Well, that's an interesting way to lead into answering that question. Uh he he went on to say that he felt like his pass uh blocking has 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 been getting better and better. Uh but Dane, I I don't know. I I, I just it seems like he's hedging a, a lot and uh, certainly I give the Packers press a, a lot of credit. They they have gotten a lot of criticism from you and I over the years, but um, I've been watching uh, every uh, press conference this week uh, with LaFleur, with Goody, and with, with the coordinators, and uh, they were asking a lot of tough questions uh, of all of those guys. And uh, certainly it's just an interesting thing to see how they are actually responding. Now, I get it. Just like last week, we said, um, if you're the offensive coordinator, the last thing you want to do is publicly acknowledge or call out a player um, because I'm sure privately they're coaching all of these guys, including Myers, hard. Uh, but um, if we're all seeing it, if the, if the guys in the press are seeing it and, and the coaches are being asked these questions repeatedly, I mean, nobody is dumb enough to, to not put two and two together and understand why these questions are being asked. So um, it, it will be interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be a reactionary thing where all of a sudden the Packers are like, well, we're getting heat for the way that, that Myers is performing. Let's make a move. I will say, though, um, 
I, I think Rashid Walker might just benefit from taking a step back. Uh, he's been thrust into a, a position. I think he still has potentially a bright future. Um, I'd love to see him maybe, maybe this week it's just Josh, Josh Nyman, uh, at left tackle. And we see what Myers can do, uh, another week at center. And if this offense is still struggling, then maybe you start to look at some more moves again in the, in the, the coming weeks. Cause now, uh, eventually you're, you're looking into next season, uh, with the configuration of the offensive line. Um, but, um, I think Walker, maybe he could just benefit from taking a step back and being able to observe from the sideline, uh, for a week and then just reset a little bit. Uh, uh, frankly, <laughs> he's been put into a position, I think a little bit before he was ready or what Packers plan to utilize him. Um, and it's not necessarily been ideal. Um, but, um, I think certainly he's had some struggles. So I don't know if just throwing him over, uh, at the right tackle. Um, after he's been playing left tackle most of this season is necessarily the answer right away. Um, let's just see if we can maybe make the move with, with Josh Nyman, see if that gets the run game going a little bit more, stabilizes things, and then continue to evaluate how we can get the best five out there if we need to make more changes. You think it's safe to say Josh is playing this week, though? I, I do. Yeah. I do. I don't think Coach LaFleur would. I mean, that's about as much as I. And when he says, yeah, we're looking at that, like point blank, uh, I, I expect Josh and I will probably be starting at left tackle this week. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's good insight, Wags. Um, you want to look we at should, We should go. To, I interrupted you. Let's talk about the Rams. Yeah. Um, and the big one, Dane, I'll tee yeah. you up for it. It's, it's Shepard. Uh, he's got yeah. a hand injury, hasn't played, uh, practice the last couple of days. Uh, so, you know, uh, he probably isn't a guy that needs a lot of practice time to be able to go out there on Sunday um, with the number of years he's been in this league. But at the same time, this could be a pretty significant injury. Um, and uh, if it's not Stafford, uh, their ba- backup is uh, Brad Ripien. Uh, spent a few years with the Broncos, has started three games uh, in his four-year career. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on the potential impact of, of this game? I-, I feel like it could be a pretty significant loss for the Rams if, if, if Stafford is unable to go. Yeah, I mean, Brett Rippon. I, I had to look him up today. I didn't know who he was. And just, and I'm not being a jerk. I just didn't know who he was, right? <laughs> and uh, 2019 undrafted rookie, um, you know, uh, Packers Wire uh, gave some nice stats here. He's thrown 140 passes in his career, completing 60.7%, 5.9 yards uh, per attempt, four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Let me say it again. Four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Matt Stafford isn't playing. This is a huge boon for the Green Bay Packers, right? I mean, that just point blank. Like, um, and so that's the one I'm watching. There's other injuries, Wags, on this injury report. Um, that would actually could make for an even longer day for somebody like Brett Rippin. I mean, I saw that also their, uh, their, um, offensive tackle, their right tackle, uh, Rob Halverstein is also has not practiced, uh, the last couple of days. So, you know, all of a sudden that creates a, a pretty big issue, uh, theoretically for the, the Los Angeles Rams, right? Starting quarterback and starting right tackle out, uh, inexperienced backup that struggled, uh, with four touchdowns and eight interceptions in his NFL career comes in with a less than ideal offensive line and Rashawn Gary coming off a contract extension. Like it sets up theoretically on paper for a really good day for Green Bay. Um, but the Packers haven't been good this year. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen out of this, but going back to it, I mean, 
this could be the most significant injury we've seen from an opposing team so far this year. If they don't have, and I think it is actually, um, if they don't have Matthew Stafford, it, I think it greatly limits what the Rams do. Um, they're kind of a middle of the pack run team. They've got really good receivers, but you're only as good as your quarterback, I think. And if you can't get him the ball, doesn't really matter. Um, so big, big news on the injury front for them this week. Yeah. I mean, Ripian, you're, you're right on all, all the stats. The turnovers are the key because he, he slings it a little bit. Um, so, and he's got some weapons to be able to target. Yeah. Uh, we've, if, if folks, if you haven't seen him yet, uh, Puka Nasua, rookie, real deal. Um, and, uh, he's having a phenomenal season. He's uh, on your fantasy up. team, isn't he, Wags? Don't, uh, don't. Uh, oh, I, I, I traded him because oh. I was able to get, you know, but we, that's another, another discussion. <laughs> uh, not because I didn't want him, but, uh, I was able to, to convert that, Dane. But anyway, um, and then Cooper Cup came off the IR, uh, after the first four, uh, games of the season and maybe isn't consistently playing at the level that you normally get from Cooper Cup, uh, but he can he can get going any week and uh, be uh, we know what he can do. Uh, and then uh, certainly uh, another guy at wide receiver um, that uh, Tutu Atwell, uh, speedster, not necessarily a volume guy, but they really like him. Uh, he's going to get the ball uh, on some uh, end of rounds. Uh, he's kind of their vertical threat, um, and he's gotten in the end zone uh, quite a few times already. Uh, this season. So, um, they've got speed. Uh, they've got guys that run crisp routes. They've got guys that can get open. And, uh, for a backup quarterback, all of those th- that likes to sling the ball, all of those things can be a recipe for all of a sudden getting a rhythm. Um, I, I don't care who you are. Uh, backup quarterbacks can look really bad and, uh, they can look frustratingly good at times if you're not, uh, having the right game plan and having the right uh, mode of attack. So I think it's really key for the Packers this week to, um, to be able to uh, continue to show improvement in the rush, uh, defense, which, uh, amazingly, I think last week they did again. Uh, that was one of the things that this defense did do well last week, um, was to limit the Vikings in the rush running game. And, um, the Rams have a big injury on that front too, because Kyron Williams was having a phenomenal season after they traded Cam Akers and he's on the IR with a high ankle sprain. So he's not going to be available, not eligible to come off the IR this week. Um, and they've struggled a, a little bit in the run game with, uh, Kyron Williams out. So, uh, can the Packers reverse their fortunes a, a little bit and finally get some first half offense going? Maybe get a little bit of a run game going. I, I'm not expecting them to come out and rush for 200 yards all of a sudden against this Rams front. Uh, but if they can play with a lead, uh, I think that's so key uh, against a backup quarterback that's going to sling the ball. Because now if they're in the lead, he's going to have to throw more. That's more opportunities for those interceptions. Yeah. And that's what you want if you're this Packers defense this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, NFL quarterbacks are very interesting. Um, you know, you got your studs, uh, but then, you know, you start to get into kind of that like second, third tier down, I would say around like quarterback 20, starting quarterback 20 on. And, you know, the backup quarterbacks, majority of backup quarterbacks can do pretty much everything that those guys 20 on down can do. Um, the, the difference is they're not quite as consistent. 
Um, so, you know, I, I feel like sometimes you'll see backup quarterbacks just catch lightning in a bottle, whether it's for a series, whether it's for a half, whether it's for a game, whether it's for three games, right? You see these guys, where the reason they're not out there every Sunday oftentimes is because they just can't be consistent with it. So I'm not entirely sure what we're going to see going into this, but uh, that's why you can never really take a team lightly. I will say, though, if Matt Stafford doesn't go and Rippon starts tearing the Packers up at Lambeau, um, I, I might pull my hair out and I might be bold uh, for, for by next week. Um, but um, that being said, you know, down an offensive lineman potentially and backup quarterback um, and run game that hasn't been so great there for Los Angeles. I do like the matchup for the defense. I think the defense has a chip on its shoulder. Uh, I think that they hear what's going on and they're hearing the noise out there. And I think they want to get a win at Lambeau Field, right? So um, the, the question is, how do the Packers line up against these stud receivers for the Rams? Because they do indeed have three really talented guys. I think Carrington Valentine's going to have, um, you know, a lot of run this week. Certainly so is uh, Jair and Kayshawn Nixon. But, um, you know, even after that, Corey Valentine was just called up and he's gotten some really long run on defense a couple times. I mean, he's going to get thrust in this as well until Eric Stokes gets back. Right? So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a tall order. I think sticking with these wide receivers and all the more reason as you pointed to, if you can stop the run, get after the quarterback with this Packers pass rush, that's going to be our best uh, opportunity to not only get turnovers, make stops, but also win the game. If we're not able to do that, we're not able to get to the quarterback, this could be another long game, and I'm really hopeful that doesn't happen. Yes, Dean, let's quickly talk about the offense for the Packers against this Rams defense. Uh, Talking a little bit more broadly about Jordan Love and offense, offensive line, but um, we've got to get first downs. And then we've got to continue to find ways to get Aaron Jones the ball. Um, Dean, he has 29 carries through seven games. And I know he was hurt a few games. He's got 10 receptions through seven games, 39 touches through seven games. Uh, that's just an atrocity. And it's, that's just extremely frustrating when you look at that number on paper. And I get it when you're down consistently, you know, 10, 14, 17, 20 points um, in the first half or every first three quarters of football game, it's hard to continue to get a run game going. Uh, you're not going to get the volume. In order to get a run game going, you got to get volume. You got to wear down a defense. You got to get first downs. I understand all of that. So job one is figuring out how can we be more successful on first and second down uh, so that we face less third down situations. And then when we do get third down situations, how can we get better play calls and better execution um, and to convert those at a higher percentage? Uh, we haven't done well with that uh, since week one. Uh, it's not been a very good situational football, either in the red zone or in third down situations. So, Dane, my recipe is let's get our best football, the damn ball, our best, yeah. best, best offensive player, the damn ball. Aaron Jones, and I don't care if he gets two yards on first down. Uh, let's get Aaron Jones the ball again. Um, and there's other guys. I, I mean, we get we gotta get other guys involved offensively. I, I, it's not like we can just give Aaron Jones the, the football every single down. Um, but can we get him 20 touches in a game, please? Can we find a way to get him 20 touches? And if we're down, get him involved in the pass game. Get Aaron Jones touches. Uh, I, I don't care. Uh, what the game flow, what the situation is, what this Packer offense needs to do is figure out some way to get an identity and a rhythm. And that starts with getting your best football player, the ball as often as you can. And I'm just sick of not seeing Aaron Jones 
get 15 minimum to 20 touches every game. I don't care if they're losing. I don't care if they're winning. Um, Aaron Jones needs to get more touches and he needs to be more heavily involved in this offense. And that's how uh, I would like to see the Packers start to reconcile and start to uh, fix some of the issues that they've been having, both in the run game and just as an offense overall. I, I, what, what, I mean, what more is there to say? You're absolutely right, Wags. I mean, even last week, the first series, Aaron Jones doesn't get a touch. And I'm like, <laughs> we're running the ball. It's not with Aaron Jones. Like, what's going on? Late in the game, um, I, I saw, I don't remember when in the fourth quarter, but, you know, the pack had a couple opportunities to score late in the game, right? And they spread out A.J. Dillon all the way out on the boundary. Uh, uh, on the third or fourth down, and I don't understand it. Like, I, I would love, I don't think this was asked of LaFleur. I want to know why is AJ Dillon spread out wide when we have, you know, five receivers up for the game, four or five receivers up in Aaron Jones for the game. It doesn't make sense that those are the types of things they're doing. We know they're passing the ball. It's not a looks thing. Yeah. Why is, why is AJ Dillon in and that personnel package on the third and 16? Uh, that's, I, I mean, that's an even better question, I, I, let alone where they line him up. Uh, I, we know they're not going to give him the football out of the backfield in that situation. Uh, so, so what are you doing? I, I mean, I, I agree, Dane. It's, it's as if the Packers are overthinking, trying to be less predictable and, underthinking trying to execute at the highest level possible and put your players in the best position and your best players in a position to be able to get the football and go out there and make make football plays uh so yeah it is puzzling i i don't quite understand what they're trying to do it's just get back to the basics and the basics starts with aaron jones i want him to get 20 touches i honestly at this point i don't even know if i care what the score of the game is or what happens this week uh as much as i hate to admit it if if they can get aaron jones 20 20 or more touches and this offense can get some semblance of a rhythm going earlier in the football game something um you know that would be tremendous progress in my eyes so uh let's start there and then let the other chips fall where they will man it's 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 so true. And it's so frustrating to think that that's where we're at, but it does feel um, quite a bit like that. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I'm not even talking about the Rams defense this week, right? Like we know Aaron Donald's a beast, but what, what I care about is one of the big problems when you've got two wins and you're halfway through the year, you're shooting yourself in the foot all the time. So I, I as much as, you know, Aaron Jones, and I love that, the big thing I'm looking at this week is can we keep the damn yellow flags off? The field? Can we just like, just, be an organized football team this week. And, and then can we, you know, can we try to limit these third and forevers? Because, you know, it does feel like it's two, it's, it's one step forward and two steps back uh, with this offense and, and, and just getting first downs. It, it feels like a Herculean effort at times um, this season, especially over the last few weeks. So eggs, um, not only Aaron Jones getting that ball, but can the Packers just clean up the mistakes and it's everywhere. It's not just the holding calls or the illegal man downfield, which I've heard more of this year from this Packer offensive line than I can recall in, in many, many years. But it's also wide receivers running the wrong routes. It's quarterback making the wrong reads. It's, it's missed blocks, uh, on short yardage plays. It's, it, you know, and, and, and I'm not singling dudes out. It's just the reality of this. this has been a sloppy 
sloppy offense for a number of weeks. And that's what's making it so hard to evaluate Jordan Love. And that's what's putting us in some of these third and longs. Then Jordan's trying to force the ball on third and fourth down and not making the proper read. So it's, you know, it all plays. That's why it's a team game. So I would love to see some Aaron Jones ball clean up the the, the mistakes this week. Those are the two big things. And I think we have a real chance of winning a football game. Then. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I would add, Dane, to that that's great is, Talked a little bit last week. You talked about getting fullback and uh, yes. Henry Pearson maybe getting a crack now with Razul Douglas um, uh, sent to Buffalo. Perhaps um, they're going to be able to call up someone if they don't sign someone off the street. So that's one spot. And then that actually opens up another spot for the game day call up. So um, perhaps we'll see that this week. Uh, and just to add to an observation I made last week uh, to extend uh, onto your observation on what could get the run game going, which was Jordan Love's been pretty effective running the ball. Uh, I did look up to see if what my eyes were seeing was borne out in the stats. Um, Jordan Love is second in the league in scramble yards, uh, per, per rush. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's averaging over 10 yards per scramble, uh, That's which, awesome. it, which is great. And certainly, uh, the volume of that has not been super high. Uh, but again, with a week having a game racker like Donald in the middle, perhaps getting him out of the pocket uh, or having some more opportunities for some off schedule plays to keep this Rams defense off balance and giving Jordan some more opportunities to make either a pass or a, or a run read, uh, would be an effective way to move the chains a little bit more as well. Yeah, I, that's really, really, really cool and good and good info. I had no idea. Um, I'm just going to say it, man. Like, I know fans are frustrated and, and they're, you know, the whole Jordan Love, is he, isn't he? I, I, even last week down and even not being able to convert those touchdowns, I loved how he was like, you know, taking hits, running around trying to extend plays. He was like, I like how he carries himself for what it's worth. Like there's something about him. So it's like, that's why I'm so frustrated is like, is he the guy? Isn't he the guy? I don't know. We'll figure that out. But like, can we please give him a chance to show what he can actually do when he's not running around and down by 14 points? And like, you know, it's just, it's such a one dimensional game right now. I just want to give him a real crack um, and, and give him that chance. And that's where I'm at at this point, because like, I think he can do it. Um, and, and I don't say that lightly. I really do, but he's got to have that opportunity. So, um, so that's really good stats. So with the legs too, because we thought going into the year, if the Packers are having success and not only is he throwing, but he also has the ability to extend plays with his legs. So that's really, really good insight. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, again, we need more first downs to run more plays and give guys more opportunities to touch the football. So it's not just Aaron Jones, but his top receivers too and Romeo Dobbs and, and Christian Watson um, quite honestly just haven't been as productive as we, we would like them to be uh, but if you're going three and out on almost every possession of, of every first half it's hard to, to to get you're not getting enough plays to be able to get get guys the ball let alone converting uh, on the plays that you have so um, certainly uh, it's all complementary it all goes together uh, but you mentioned some of the missed, uh, uh, routes, uh, that they, that they seem to be running. That was another thing that Coach LaFleur called out in his press conference this week is even on a successful play that they had, uh, with, um, Jaden Reed last week uh, on a seam route, 
they the, both receivers uh, ran the wrong route against the defense that was out there. Uh, I didn't so, see that. Oh god. Yeah, so that's you know, and, and his and Coach Lafleur's point was. Yes, we're results oriented and it was a successful play, but in the long run, that play isn't going to be as successful if the guys aren't on the right spot on the football field. And so I think those are some of the things that we as fans don't see or don't know that's happening uh, when Jordan maybe makes an errant throw or what appears to be an errant throw. Um, and I'm not saying that all of his errant throws are the fault of the receivers and running the wrong route. But that can have a pretty big impact on what they're trying to do out there in the pass game. And uh, certainly they need to do a better job of securing the football. Um, they, Coach LaFleur, again, said they had over six drops that they counted last week. And, and so uh, he acknowledged um, some of the ones that are contested. You can give the Vikings defense some credit. But the expectation is, is that when the ball's on target and they can get their hands on the football, that the offensive player is going to win. And uh, so they're not doing a, a good enough job of that. I don't care how old or how experienced you are as a player. Um, you're out there. If you're a talented player and these art guys are all talented and playing in the NFL and your primary job as a receiver is to secure the football and bring that in and, and make those plays, um, we need to see those guys start winning those uh, uh, opportunities more often as well. Uh, because the last thing that we can do is have an offense that's struggling, and you mentioned the penalties, um, but it gets compounded when we have opportunities to catch the ball in the pass game, and they're they're dropping the football or running the wrong routes. So, um, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's there's a there's not there's there's no way around it, Dane. I mean, um, it's going to be hard to see an immediate turnaround with this, but hopefully, we can just find some progress and that's why i'm saying going back to let's just get aaron jones the ball because yeah. i'm confident that he's going to do the right thing more often than not even if <laughs> even if he doesn't have uh room to run or to get in the open field every time he touches football um the more chances he has the more bites of the apple he has to to get the football in his hands the the i'm confident that he's going to make some plays uh over the course of a football game man so you want to get into some X factors? You want to do some leap Let's spirits? Do Let's get the X Let's factors. Do it. We, who knows what this team's going to show up like, right? Let's let's talk about some X factors. Every week, folks, we talk about our leap spirits X factors uh, of the week. These are the guys that could be the difference between a win or not a win. And um, brought to you by Leap Spirits. Leap Spirits, uh, great vodka, uh, great drinks. LeapSpirits.com. So, Wags, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, who you got as your first leap spirits X factor? All right, I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball, and I, I think all eyes are on Carrington Valentine uh, this week. Yeah, He's going to get an opportunity to step in. Basul Douglas gets traded, and this is a, he's gotten some opportunities to get out there and play. I think he's a, obviously a rookie getting his first chance to get an extended look. He's started a couple of games already this season when Jair's missed some games, um, but the reality is is he's being evaluated for an opportunity not only um, for this season, but this season and beyond. Uh, certainly, we know Eric Stokes hopefully will be coming back in a few weeks. But regardless, I think this is a big opportunity uh, for Carrington Valentine, and, and hopefully he could step up next man in 
and have a positive impact this week. He's going to have some tough assignments uh, against the, this Rams uh, wide receiver core, uh, regardless of who's at quarterback. And um, so it's going to be some opportunities, hopefully, if it's not Matthew Stafford. But even if it is, uh, maybe some opportunities to get your hands on the football and come away with some turnovers. Uh, so Carrington Valentine, I think, this week could be a, a real X factor on the defensive side of the ball. Tremendous selection, and he, and he knows that he said he said uh, to, today to to the press corps that uh, you know he knows he's a rookie, and they're going to try to they're going to try to pick on him, and that's just part of the gig. And you know, I I, I like this kid, I like his mentality, so it's going to be fun. So great, tremendous choice, Wags. Um, I'm going to stay in the the defensive backfield, and I'm going to go with Jonathan Owens, uh, safety uh, for the Packers, uh, number 34. Got his first start last week at Lambeau Field. And I thought he really settled in as the game progressed. Uh, the, the early in the game looked a little shaky. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, I thought there was a little bit uh, to be desired. But as the game wore on, I really liked his coverage over the top. I liked his tackling ability. And, um, you know, with, with Darnell Savage out and who knows, I, you know, I don't think we know for how long. Um, Let's see what Jonathan Owens can do. Again, we're playing against a, a quarterback that's a backup quarterback. Is this an opportunity where, you know, the ball falls to a safety? I know Rudy Ford's banged up. He, he has a calf injury now. Uh, he was added to the injury report this week. So, um, you know, Packers are going to be relying on that, that, uh, those guys on the back end. So why not Jonathan Owens stepping up and making some plays this week? Um, you know, coming into Green Bay, he's been here for, uh, now a few months and a great chance for him to, I think, continue to build off of a strong second half for Green Bay. So he's my Leap Spirits defensive player this week. All right. Fantastic. Uh, just jumping over to the offensive side of the yeah. ball, I'm not going to pick a single player. Um, it's going to be the O-line for me this week is the X factor. Um, and they've been okay in pass protection other than that Lions game. Uh, not great, certainly, uh, when you look at season overall, but Honestly, they haven't been that bad at giving up pressures, uh, despite how bad this offense has looked. Um, but to me, it's all about the run game. And, uh, can we be a little bit more effective on first and second down? Um, and, uh, so I'm anxious to see if Josh Nyman is indeed in at left tackle, if they do make a more drastic move and kick, um, uh, Zach Tom into center, uh, like you're calling for this week, Dane. Um, what, type of difference can that or those moves make in terms of the offensive line and, and this offense's ability to get the run game going? Because honestly, that's going to be uh, the answer. I, I mean, everybody can see it. We need to get a run game going for, uh, you know, uh, this pass offense to, to, to work. Uh, nobody's respecting the Packers uh, play action at all. And this is a Rams defense that's not bad against the run, but they're kind of middle of the pack. Um, so it, it's not certainly going to be the most ideal circumstances, uh, when you're facing a guy like, uh, Aaron Donald up front, but you can, you can kind of work around one player like that. And, uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to me, Dane, to see if the Packers can finally come up with some answers to be able to get a little bit more effective and consistent play uh, from their offensive line starting this week. And if they can figure that out, uh, that could mean that finally we start to get a little bit of success um, or sustained or consistent success on the offensive side of the ball. But if they don't, it's going to be an X factor in a bad way. Uh, and this offense, I think, is going to continue to struggle. 
It's a great selection. And uh, I like the outside of the box selection. Um, the, the good news, I think, from if we're talking from historical perspective, Wags, I don't think anybody pisses off Aaron Donald like Elton Jenkins. <laughs> he just gets under his skin and there's something about it. Jenkins just, you know, does his thing there. So I, I, I really do like that selection because it's, it is, that is the X factor, right? Keep the guys upright. Good choice. Um, I'm going to go offensively with uh, Christian Watson. Christian Watson has had a really, really, um, you know, quiet start to the, to the season here. Um, coming off the, his injury. And, um, I think he admitted today that it's in a bit of a slump here and he had a big slump last season as well. And then just exploded. Um, can he do it again? Uh, this would, wouldn't it be something, right? If, if Jordan Love and Christian Watson could start to heat up a little bit and just start, you know, sometimes nothing comes of something. Sometimes a spark creates an explosion, uh, in the NFL. And wouldn't it be nice if we could just find some rhythm between Jordan Love and Christian Watson and Watson can maybe take one and just start to stretch the defense a little bit. So, uh, I'm going to go with Christian Watson, uh, as my leap spirits X factor, because if he moves the, the chains and he has a couple big plays, it'll completely shift what the Rams defense is trying to do. And that could make life easier for an awful lot of people. It could also allow Jordan Love to settle in a little bit and start to find somebody that he's comfortable throwing to on a consistent basis. So Christian Watson, my, uh, my leap spirits X factor. All right. I like that. So score predictions, Dane, um, against my better judgment, I, I'm going to pick the Packers to get off the schneid, uh, and this four game losing streak this week. Um, I've got the Packers, you know, uh, maybe we get a little bit more, uh, first half scoring. I think we're going to get a first half touchdown this week. Whoa! Um, hey, 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 hey. Um, I got the Packers winning this one, uh, 23 to 17. If the Rams are without Matthew Stafford, I think it's 23 10 and we get a couple extra turnovers. So, um, that's, that's going to be my prediction this week. I don't think if, if Brett Ripon's in there, I, I mean, he might be able to, do some things in the first half, but I think if the Packers can finally get ahead, it's going to get ugly. The defense is going to get some turnovers and, uh, and finally we'll have some complimentary football, uh, and put a W up in the left hand column. We got John in our, in our chat saying, uh, I don't believe it, but pack 21 Rams 10. <laughs> I love that prediction. And John, uh, believe it or not, maybe you're reading my mind. I actually am thinking it's 2010. Packers. Um, so we're, we're one point difference, uh, there. And I'll tell you what, Wags and, and, and you listeners out there, we Packer fans are used to Brett's, uh, throwing interceptions at Lambeau Field. And this Brett Rippon, uh, if he's coming to Lambeau Field, he's going to be throwing a couple and we're going to be on the better end of it this week. I think the Packers defense, um, is going to step up. They're going to cause some pressure. And I think we're going to see a couple picks. Jair Alexander has been battling this back injury, Wags. I've been critical of Jaya Alexander on social media and, and on this podcast. And guess what? I think John's going to step in front of one or two this week, and he's going to have a big week. Um, so there we are. Uh, yeah, so 2010 Packers. And, uh, you know, at least for another week, we hold it off, and the Packers get to three wins. All right, Dan. I, you know what? We're going to be right one of these weeks. And I You're think, right. I, I, I don't know, there's a quiet optimism, despite, you know, certainly some some – Concerned that you lose a leader like Lasul Douglas. How does that, uh, get, go over in the locker room? But, uh, you know, I think these players are resilient. Uh, they're, they're not going to give up and, and I think they're going to try to go out there 
and uh, put together a, a good football game this week. And uh, if Ripien's out there, frankly, uh, the Packers need to go out and take care of business and, and just uh, let's let's not play around with our food. Let's go out and get a W and, and, and make it a resounding, you know, um, 10 to, to 14 point win uh, like we predicted and uh, not 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 mess around and take any chances that this this uh, backup quarterback comes in and, and, and causes us stress and anxiety uh, late in a football game. So, all right, uh, Dane, any other closing thoughts? Uh, I think we went a little bit longer than <laughs> you expected us to. Imagine that. Uh, Leave it to us to talk uh, 60 minutes about a two-win football team halfway through the season. We'll talk Packers forever. This is great. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why we always say, and I think that's a perfect time to end it. As always, be legendary and go pack go. go. Pack, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. And show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.